This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stance the Hello today, <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Hello We have a royal podcast for you here on The Bond Chronicles I am one of the great, lovely, amazing royal hosts Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter and Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. And I am blessed to be here with the Royal. Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram. Robin Bond on Facebook. No Twitter. And so we have a royally good time planned ahead for you here today. As we shall discuss. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in character. Nah. What do you mean? You sound ridiculous. I sound British. No, you don't. What do I sound? Not British. I don't know how you sound. Hello, governor. Nope. Still. Curtsy to the queen. Uh, Very well. Um, (laughs) So, uh, we are here to get into the tea that was spilled by the royals, Meghan and Harry. And boy, did they have some good old tea to spill. Real British. What? Real British. Who's real British? The tea. Yeah, like the Boston Tea Party. They spilled it in America, just like they did a long time ago. Um, So we're going to get into it. Uh, I thought it was tremendously brave Mm -hmm. uh, for them to do. I am not versed on the royal culture in the way, like I ain't never watched The Crown. Have we watched any shows about England? I mean, outside of the Last Kingdom together, yeah. nah. Uh, yeah. okay. And then the Last Kingdom isn't about right. the current royal I mean, family. What? Does Game of Thrones count? No. no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I Peaky don't... Blinders. Okay, yeah, I've seen that but too. But that's not based, you know, in the royal realm. Okay, uh, whatever. So I don't have a huge knowledge of English culture... Other than that, they rob, steal, and pillage everywhere they go. Um, Tell them how you really feel. All around the globe. And apparently they wanted to rob, steal, and pillage the freedom from Harry and (laughs) Meghan. And they're too dark of a potential child. Um, So, let's jump right into it. That's a little bit of how I felt. Um, But I first want to congratulate both of them on making what I'm sure was an incredibly tough decision. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone that, and just pivoting, uh, pivoting, that's my favorite word. Um, I'm not super close with a lot of my family. There's always love there. We just don't hang out a lot. So I understand how difficult it can be to not be super close to your family. What I cannot understand is what it would be like for your family to basically allow people to lie about you, lie about you themselves do nothing to protect you, mislead you, hang you out to dry, alienate you in front of everyone, and remove all your security at the time when you need it the most. So that's just mind-blowing, but you know how they do. They do what's best for them and not for everybody else. Um, So that's just my brief introduction. I don't want to talk too much about this because we have the royal expert here. Hardly the royal expert. English culture. Watch (laughs) The Crown, Bridgerton. uh, Oh, yeah. 
God Help Save the Queen. What was that documentary you watched or something? Hmm? Then you watch a documentary or something on the crime. I mean, I've, I've watched a bunch of documentaries yeah. about the the royal family. You were going to move there with those guys. I was. I was going to move there. And, and how they was... feel about us, huh? And, so, and that's, I think, the crazy part of it because I went there four, four times mm-hmm. and obviously spent some time there. And I didn't get that vibe at all. Did you meet like, any of the royals? I did not meet any Were of you the royals. Were dating a royal? <laughs> I was not dating a royal. Well, that's why. I was dating, you know, just an average, regular Joe Schmo. Um, but the people. I mean, from what they, they were, were cool. saying, the Commonwealth, and again, I'm just speaking off what I heard in the interview and the bits and pieces I've read on the internet. The Commonwealth has a lot of people of color. I mean, like when you, like, well, the most of the time when I was there, I wasn't in London proper. Like, I was. London um, proper. <laughs> I was, you know, outside of London. But when I would go into London, mad black people yeah. all over the place. Um, you, you know, I would always play count the black people when I would be out in the area where I was staying. And there weren't as many there. Mm. Um, was that close to the royals? No. <laughs> but whenever I would go to London, like I would see a lot of black people. Obviously, they weren't like American black, but they were, yeah, you yeah. know, my brother like from another. Idris Elba. Yeah, like Idris Elba. Or the guy on Top Boy. That awful show. <laughs> <laughs> that show's awful, but this ain't about that. This ain't about that. This ain't about that. Um, so I never got that vibe there. Um, if anything, the things that I experienced when I would go there, people were super welcoming towards Mm -hmm. me. Like I just like, so it was kind of interesting, you know, crazy, honestly, to see the press that was surrounding Megan and people's general reaction to Harry marrying a black girl. I can only imagine if she looked like Issa. I mean, and and that's the the mind boggling thing because you know back in the day Megan could pass, and <laughs> for them to be concerned about how dark or the you know the baby was going to be or whatever like that's it's all just it's it's just sad. Um, I guess from you watching the interview and knowing the little bit that you do know about them. Would you say that Harry made a mistake in some of his actions and how he handled things, or no? And I de- and again, I fully respect everything that Megan went through. You know, she kind of got into how much the stress weighed on her, but for him to go through what he went through with his mom, mm. to go through what he's went through with his dad, and for him to go through what he's went through with his wife. And then to go through what he's went through with his child, I think, I think he, and he, they, I think Oprah asked him that. And also, let me say, Oprah, like I've had my issues with you. Oprah did her thing. She asked very tough questions. She asked follow-up questions to get answers that I think were necessary. Yeah, she did it respectfully. She definitely did circle back on but her she's, There was a couple times, so you're saying. <laughs> um, and I, I respected that. But for him, I don't think, and he said the same thing, I don't think he felt he had any, he had no regrets. Yeah. Um, so I don't, it definitely, I can't say that he did anything wrong. I think this is, this could be one of those watershed moments for them. Um, it won't be though. Yeah. Um, Mm-mm. Okay, well, you know better than I do. 
But I don't think, and I wasn't old enough to really experience what Diana went through. I think the racial component of this interview, and I think the likability with this happening a second time, I think they got a pass to a certain extent, and there was some mystery surrounding Diana. There's no mystery here. Like, it's evident, it's front page news, we live in an internet era where they can reach a vast majority of the audience and they can't control this narrative. The Harry and Meghan doing this, they took the reins over their life in this scenario. And so now, at least in this country, I believe they've been welcomed. Tyler Perry has obviously... Yeah, I didn't know that they were staying at Tyler Perry's house when they first moved here. Like, that's, you know, what's up? You have friends like that. And so I've been critical of Tyler Perry. I believe on this podcast and in life, shout out to him. (laughs) I'm going to give him his his roses or flowers or whatever for that because that was a stand-up move. Um, I believe, and again, this is just me Mm -hmm. and the world we live in today. I think either they're one... They're going to have to answer for this. <laughs> or two, they're going to have to make some changes. Because Kate, you got some explaining to do. And, um, see, and so then it, I think the onus will be on the British media. And does it do anybody in the British media have enough backbone to present these questions to the royal family? Because if they come here, we're going to ask. See, I guess and this is obviously from my perspective of knowing a little bit more, this isn't the first time, second time, third time that this family has... Andrew still got his issues going on. Andrew definitely still has his issues going on. But if you look back, I mean, to Elizabeth becoming queen, her uncle stepped down from, you know, he abdicated the throne so that he could marry who he wanted to marry. If you look at the queen's sister... She was, at a young age, she was in love with a general or whatever, and because he was divorced or soon to be divorced or, like, I forget what his marital status was, she wasn't allowed to be with him. And then she married an awful man, and they had a really, really messed up relationship. And she was miserable basically her entire life. Um, she enjoyed being a princess, but she hated everything else that came with it. Um, and then Prince Charles, if you look at him, he married Diana out of pressures from his family because the woman he's currently married to (laughs) was married to someone else. It's very well known and publicized that he was carrying on an affair with her the entire time he was married to Diana. And then although Diana did go on, you know, and have an affair of her own, there were so many different pieces of that relationship and the breakdown of that relationship that probably could have been prevented if the royal family, the firm, the, you know, whatever you want to call them, had just listened to the people involved in these relationships. And they continually, you know, obviously you don't watch the crown, but they put the crown, they put that platform or whatever above everything else. And it's, I don't want to say it's a lack of empathy or decency, but at some point they have to start realizing that they look really, really dated. And in a world where there aren't very many monarchies still thriving, if they want to keep the monocle of power or whatever you want to call it um, that they do have 
they have to move forward because like you said, there's so much more transparency in everything now versus what was going on before. We see the difference in how they reported on Megan versus Kate. We see like these people didn't look like they was doing anything wrong. And even Megan spoke to the fact that what they decided to do originally was something that has been done. Has been done. Like they said they were stepping back right. as senior members, but they would still be available to the crown however they needed to be available. So for it to become the Megxit and everybody want to be mad at Megan because at the end of the day, like they were dragging that girl through the mud. And, you know, she's shown way more grace and poise than I want to, I mean, I would like to think that I could remain, I wouldn't let somebody take me out of my character in that situation. But even recently I've been through situations and people have said things or they've made me feel a type of way and, you know, not so saved Robin came out (laughs) a little bit. So it, it takes a different level to deal with that type of scrutiny and I guess to, you know, they walked away from it as respectfully as I think any two people could have done. I agree. Um, and so there was a couple, uh, there's a lot that I want to get into <laughs> uh, in relation to specifically what you said. And I think what you said that Megan touched on towards the end was that that was her regret, that she thought that they would protect her. Yeah. And I believe had she known that they wouldn't, she would have been more vocal. But even from the beginning where she said she didn't look up, or basically she didn't Google Harry. No. She just happened to meet him, and she said, anything I need to know from him, I can ask him. And yeah, and he was forthcoming and you right. know, telling her. So I thought that was, one, a heck of a statement, just that she had that kind of faith in him to be honest and I think it spoke to the relationship that they had most definitely like there are a lot of things you know because obviously a big part of the negative press was that like she manipulated him into this relationship and she was a gold digger and she's social climbing when in reality like Megan had I mean we watched suits she was at her peak yeah when they met when they met like she walked away from everything to be with him so I wouldn't necessarily say you know that was a huge trade-off given everything that she was walking into but not knowing I don't like I don't I don't I don't know if not knowing put her in a better position though because at least having known just a little bit more about the family she probably, one, she wouldn't have had to regret not believing them that they would protect her because she would have gone in knowing that there, she wasn't going to be protected unless, you know, something changed. Yeah, but I don't think, one, I don't think they would have broadcast that. So I don't think without living it, she would have ever been able to know that. And I think she went in with the intent to, I, I think she saw, and I think Harry kind of alluded to it, even before they got married, that things he could see how this was going to go. But, but I thought she felt, I can win them. I can 
play the game well enough. I, maybe it's whether it's her actress background, her upbringing, because they they talked early about, or she talked later about, you know, not there's no book on how, how to, to be, be that. royal. Like yeah, the stuff you see on TV is not really real. Mm-hmm. So like when she had to learn how to curtsy on the fly, and then they were practicing outside. I think there were things like that that she couldn't really prepare for, and the way in which we see how they work, had she taken that approach that what she's read or heard about in the media as fact, everybody would have denounced that. So I, don't I think, think necess- it would have been hard for her to truly learn about them without actually dealing with them. And she said the same thing when she talked about, you think of celebrities in America and you think that, oh, the Royals are just celebrities. Mm, she said it's No, it's like totally that. different. But that's just, I mean, just the air and the stature that, that it is. Like, I don't think there's anything that can prepare you for really meeting royalty, like legit royalty. Yeah. But I'm sure there's nothing that you can do to prepare to marrying into that kind of family. Right. But I do honestly feel if she had done just a little bit of research, she would have been better off. You know, obviously she could have had conversations with Harry about the things that she, you know, read or the things that she's been told instead of going in and just, you know, finding everything out and meandering through what it what turned out to be an extremely difficult situation. If you just do a little bit of research about Diana, she would have been more aware of how the situation could have turned out. So if, if that's your premise that she should have done more research and she would have known more and she would have done things differently. So you're saying regardless, we end up where we are today. It would have just been potentially faster and uglier. Yeah. Because as she started speaking up, dang with that. No, see. And so now that makes his and her child's life even more stressful. But that, but then she would have been in a position where she'd been vocal about how she felt. And it wouldn't have turned, I'm not going to say we'd still end up exactly where we are, but I don't think. They would not have taken well to that. I mean, they wouldn't have. When the story came out about Kate making her cry, but the story came out that she made Kate cry and she stood up on that and said, no, what really happened was this. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have worked for them, but it would have worked. Because I think ultimately, either way, we probably would have still ended up in this place. Right, that's my with point. With them taking the step back. It would have just looked different. And so, it potentially could have looked messier, actually. I would say much messier. Yeah. Um, but for what it's worth, it was going to be... I mean, they did for me. They were not necessarily too protective. Of the family, of the, you know. No, they were. 100%. I'm letting it all out. I mean, for him. And I'll get to that in a minute. But even the interview, they missed some things for me. Like what? Uh, Okay, so we'll get to that. So, (laughs) I, this is who I am as a person. I am all for them saying, telling the story of whether it's the wedding or the flower girl thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm all for, and there was, it became a big focus, and Oprah did her job on this, of the comment about this, the, the skin, skin, tone. skin tone of the child. Mm-hmm. If you were going to divulge that. You want to know who said it. I need to know who said it. If you're going to bring it up, 
and you're going to allow that to be the focus, that that is a polarizing topic. It is. And so if you're going to bring that up, I don't want to hear, well, I don't want to get into the specifics of who said it. But you also have to think about it from a standpoint where you can see that it hurts him that he's in the place that he is with his family. That's he fine. He still hopes that there's some place that they can get to where they can reconcile. You know, he, I'm fine with all that. But if you're going to bring it up, and you're going to have that be the flashpoint moment of this interview, you need to go further than that. No, I mean, I would have, I mean, I can guess, you know, who probably said it. And it doesn't sound like it, it was the queen, because both of them were very respectful of her. Yeah. And but for what it's worth, even just from what I understand or what I've learned about the family, Elizabeth II isn't always the driving force behind the royal family's stance on things she'll feel a certain way but because the institution is what the institution has always been she doesn't have a choice but to stand be neutral so to speak so is she the queen or is she a figurehead she's a figurehead the queen doesn't have any power i mean the royal family technically has no power they have sway and they how, so explain how does that work because they that, just don't like, i thought she was like no nah, she doesn't dictator. rule no like she rules like if something's going on in parliament and you know they need advice or something of that nature like they consult the queen the queen says what she would like to see happen but ultimately the parliament has all the real power but they work you know in I don't know what the so word is. like the royals are the house and parliament's the senate? You're still giving them too much power. <laughs> okay. So then that that then that's even more interesting to me. Because mm-hmm. if they don't have this level of power that I thought they had, then what's the big deal? And, and I think that's what the problem is, especially now in 2021, the fact that they still exist, the fact that they are even still a thing is, a, you know, a miracle within itself. If the people turn, and, and that's really a big portion of this. If the people's support turn on them, then their livelihood basically goes away because, again, like, they don't get all of the money from taxes, but yeah. their lifestyle is mainly funded by right. British and the Commonwealth tax dollars. And, you know, if people decide, oh, we don't want this to be the way the things are anymore, Parliament does have the power to change that. But it would, I mean, it would be a struggle, but they could change it. And so I'm with that. But going back to, um, because you you triggered something for me. I'm sorry. So you said that Harry still wants to, you know, at some point, kumbaya, kiss and make up. And that's why he didn't elaborate on who said that. Okay, so what I have here is you didn't like my black wife from the beginning. Yeah. You made her life miserable. You lied on her. You took advantage of her. You silenced her when she cried out for help because she was on the verge of potential suicide. You said you couldn't do anything for her. You... They left, but they were forced out because it was so untenable there that we can't mess with that. Yeah. You bring up to me 
and my wife, basically, the concerns you have with my child. You strip him of his title of being a prince before he's even here. So, and that's something that I, I want, uh, again, I wanted to do some research into before we had this, we did this. Um, I've read in some places that um, he wouldn't have had the title of prince to begin with. How not so? Because of where he falls in line for the crown. His, he, I don't think he would have been a prince. He would have had a title. I don't think he would have been prince. Like Harry, so if my dad's a prince and I have a child, how is the child not a prince? It's not that he's not a prince or princess. It's about where you fall in succession to the crown. Like William's children, they're all prince, princess, blah, 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 blah. But Harry, cause, because they're di- like directly in line for the crown. At this point, I think Harry is like sixth in line, seventh in line for the crown, fifth. So we could be getting into this. I mean, there, it is. It's totally like semantics. my brother's kids are princes and princesses, but mine aren't, even though we have the same mom. Yes. That's dumb. I, again, like I could be 100% so just, wrong so on even this. If, even if you're right off GP, they're princes. Like that, that just, that's messy. It's convoluted and it's unnecessary. If my brother and his kids are prince and their kids are prince and princesses, you better believe my kids are going to be prince and princess. Whether it's technically right or not, we get, we got that. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not entertaining none of that. Um, Y'all gonna give me my respect because of where I fall in line. Like, that's that's asinine. Um, okay. So, on top of that, then you, you like I said, you strip my family of that. Mm-hmm. So, then we go one step further. Or yeah. actually, they keep going further. So, now, you say, you know what? They took my kid's title. He ain't got security. Right. And that would have been a problem for me. Super problematic. Yeah. Okay. We're taking your wife's security. Mm-hmm. Super problematic. I am still Prince Harry. <laughs> yeah. And y'all took my, my security. security away. And they took it at a time where they had just announced that they were stepping back. Right. They didn't say that they were going to another planet where nobody else existed and they was going to be safe. And he said they that, said he they said, were taking a step back. But he said, I asked them, and it took weeks, is the threat any different? No, it's and actually said, heightened. No, it's worse. Yeah. And we still taking all your security. And that's mad disrespectful. And to take it a step further, we are taking your pay. So you can't afford to pay security, even though you're at this critically heightened time mm-hmm. in your life. And I think 100% that was a move to control him, to get him get back in line. Online. Like you and said, his brother and them, they are trapped. And, and that, but that's the thing. Like when you look at that family, if you do anything that does not toe the line, you're out of there, which is just boggles my mind because Prince Andrew was out here with Harvey. No, what is it? Jeffrey Epstein on a little private Island doing all kinds of things with underage girls, but nobody seems to care about that. And his perverted behind, but Prince Harry wants to protect his family, love the woman that he decided to marry. Make and, the world a better place. Right. And they are losing it. And that that within itself is just how dense and out of touch can you be? I, I don't know. So there's another topic that came up from this that 
I am very curious to hear your take on. So at one point in the interview, um, Megan said, the most important title I have is mom. <laughs> so she's a married woman. Uh-huh. And she said the most important title she has is mom. So I, naturally, was offended. Naturally. Especially considering all that Harry has given up, <clears throat> all the sacrifices that he has made. Cause, and they both admitted, and Oprah did ask another great question. She said, if you did not marry Megan, would you be here? Mm-hmm. And he said no. Yeah. He said, I wouldn't have left. But what reason would he have had to leave? That's my point. So the reason he's not there, the reason he's not on payroll, the reason he doesn't have the security, the reason he lost everything was for his wife. And her response to that, in so many words, was the most important title I have is mom. That's offensive to me. And I think I don't know. I know they said at the beginning this wasn't rehearsed. They didn't get paid. They didn't have a heads up on the questions. But she's thoughtful. She's intelligent. And she meant that. And I feel like that's indicative of culture that mothers think that children become before the husbands. And in this case, with all that we know, that hurt me and it bothered me. So I hear you and oh, I understand. No, you, can I say what I got to say? Go ahead. I hear you. And obviously, biblically, I understand where that offense comes from. Um. And I, before we were together, before we had the boys, like, I would tell anybody, Courtney is the most important thing about me. She's the best thing I'll ever do. Being a mom is, you know, pinnacle of a woman. Not necessarily because I don't want to offend people. It's not pinnacle of womanhood. But it's if you are, if children are important to you and you want to have kids and all of that stuff, when you become a mother it puts a completely different perspective on your life because not only did you bring a life into the world, which is a whole lot in every way, shape or form. Um, you are now responsible for this life, regardless of whether the father is there or not. You are, you have this little life in your hands and if you don't do your job, their life could potentially be ruined. Um, so I understand where Megan was coming from because putting into perspective all of the other things that she's been called, actress, philanthropist, like all of those sorts of titles, mm -hmm. I think that's where she was coming from because it, the question came after the, um, like that response came after the question about the titles. And so her thing was the most important title I'll ever have is mom, which I can understand in the context of what they were saying. Now, I'm not going to allude as to her thinking about being a wife over being a mom. Ugh. And society now, you know, and it's, I've had this conversation like a million times in my mom groups on like Facebook and everything. Um, but your husband does come first. Your spouse comes first. And my whole thought process behind that, you know, obviously your kids grow up, they leave. If you've just spent the last 20 years 
only, you know, nurturing the relationship with your children. When your kids leave and there's no buffer between you and your husband anymore or you and your spouse anymore, you're not even going to know each other. And I think that's a big contribution as to why people end up getting divorced when their kids leave because they've spent the last 20 years so focused on their kids, so wrapped up in their kids, they don't, you know, nourish their relationship. So I wouldn't say that mom, obviously I love being a mom. I love my kids. I love our kids. Um, but I cherish being your wife. It's very important to me that (laughs) it's very important to me that I maintain that relationship because this union is forever. And so, and then also when you look at her and Harry's, you know, relationship from the outside, it does seem like she loves being with him. She loves him. For sure. Like, I don't think, so I don't think she meant that in how you took it. The most important title I have is mom. I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't think she meant it. I don't think she meant it to be offensive to her relationship with Harry. I, I just don't, I don't think. Like, and so there's the contrast. With I did not know this is where we were going. I don't see that nowhere in the notes. That's okay. But okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so <sighs> I think two things. One is an Oprah, went, she started with a line of questioning. And they said, she said, and so the next thing is for you, Megan. And they were calling you, and she went ratted off a couple of names. And when before Oprah started writing off the names, Harry kind of looked like, what you about to say about my wife? Oh. <laughs> and like, it was funny to me, but he was like, all right. No, you know, he's super protective going. of her. And I, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, because oh, I, I have a follow-up to that. So my point is, I would have been curious to see his face when she made that statement about the most important title being a mom because he wasn't there for that. Mm. So I would have been curious to see his reaction kind of like on the red table talk where <laughs> they th- Will and Jada had talked, yeah, but his face said a whole said a very, lot of other very stuff. Different thing. So I, I am not at all doubting their love, their relationship. I think they have a super strong relationship. Most definitely. And I'm sure that based on everything that they've gone through, they it's definitely even stronger. have is. I would argue maybe as close to unbreakable as you can get. But I still have a problem with that statement, and I would have been curious to know if she would have said that or how he would have taken that had she said that when he was there. Gotcha. But you can finish your point. Um, like this, their relationship, the dynamic of their relationship, like you mentioned, like for what it's worth, he did give up everything. The same way that she made that sacrifice to be with him, very shortly after, yep. <laughs> he made the sacri- the same sacrifice. If not, I'm not. I don't want to put a level of importance to it. But when you look at it, mm-hmm. like say that it, it it's a little more significant. Everything yeah, that a he- little. She was an actress in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> he was a prince of I, a but royal I don't wanna, family. Again. His I mean, position. Just, just call it what it is. At that, but at that point, his position, and, and I think that's another thing that people are really forgetting in this whole scenario. Like five people have to die before Harry would ever even be, think of becoming king. 
So his position, while it was high and important, again, he wasn't that, ooh, Jesus, no. He wasn't that important. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you start talking that crazy talk. <laughs> Stuff start happening. Jesus don't strike it. <laughs> I don't think he was, he, not that he wasn't that important, but in terms of where he falls, like, they could do without him. And we're but seeing. I think you're, you're talking technically. I'm talking um, appearances. Even I appearances. Would argue, I would argue outside the queen, he was the most popular member of that family. But yes, popularity. So that's what but importance? He, no. We're not talking importance. So if you want to say, and you keep saying, well, he was fit, five people have to die before he was being thought about. Let's not overstate Megan in Hollywood. She had a good role on that. Nice TV show. Yeah. She wasn't it. No, and I'm not saying so that she was. She didn't walk away from a $20 million movie type deal. No, yeah. She no, was no, a no. critical actress. On a show uh, that on a was show ending. that was really good. No, it wasn't ending at that point. Mm-hmm. They had a couple more. They had, I think, two seasons after yeah. that. So they was already playing. Okay. So, yeah. Fair enough. So, yes, it was ending. And I, I'm a huge Suits fan. Harvey Specter was my guy. Yeah, uh, Mike yeah. Ross as well, and there's some others. Um, but she wasn't on no primetime show or nothing like that. Like she was hitting her stride, yeah. hitting her peak, and she could have pivoted that into, I'm sure, uh, a, a nice, great role. But um, <laughs> let's not let's not do that. Okay, so in that perspective, no, she, you know, obviously didn't give up as much as he ultimately ended up giving up. Um, but I think people are putting way too much weight on the fact that they did decide to step back. Because again, so Prince Charles, when Elizabeth, if Elizabeth, you know, steps down or dies, whichever one comes first, Prince Charles, their father, mm-hmm. is next up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's he's old. <laughs> so his reign won't be super long, you mm-hmm. know, however you look at it. Yep. Then there's his brother, William, mm-hmm. and then the three kids would come next. As kids, they would still take the throne ahead of him? Mm. And so as they That's get dumb. old, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, That's, yeah. That's how it works. And so then so the if, older they get. So it, if the parents, the you said Elizabeth and, Her- and Henry, who's the dad? Um, you just said his name. Their dad is Charles, Prince Charles. Yeah. So they, they're both, the queen and him are old. Right? Yeah. So, if they take a family vacation... Oh, jeez. <laughs> and you know... We don't want no problems with they, the British government. Let's not go there. How quickly things can change. And for what we it's watch worth, Designated Survivor. For what it's worth, that's happened in their family before. When they were going through all the problems with the IRA, the IRA blew up a boat that had their Uncle Dickie and his whole family Man. on the boat. Um, and killed everybody. But that's not where we're going with this conversation. My point is, it could very quickly change. It it could, but at this point, that's not what it is. And so, Prince William is really next up in the throne. Yeah, yeah, And for then sure. as they no, get no, older, no. and his kids get older, his kids have kids, that knocks Harry and his family even further. And that's to say further. that those kids even want it. I mean, they could abdicate, but Boom. I doubt that'll be the case. You know, it doesn't happen very frequently. 
Well, in that family, a couple of generations ago, has been that. Yeah, it, you know, it happened so once. history is saying, you know, it might just happen. These, these new age kids, these... Okay, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot. To what? To something of more... I want to talk about the fact that this whole... The dynamic between Harry and William and Kate and Megan. How the media played that up to be so much more than what... At least what they alluded to it actually being. Now... Like a positive relationship or negative? Negative. So you think it, the media made it out to be worse than it was? They The media made it out to be as though Megan came in and was trying to take over when in reality Kate was an issue and everybody else around them were issues. Like, I, I don't like the fact that all of the media portrayed Megan to come in and be this. Because they were racist and they hated her. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we get it. Okay, so then what do you want to talk about? I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, we can talk. I, I didn't know if you were going to talk about the dynamic between them because, like, at the end of the interview, they asked, um, "So how are you? How are you and your brother?" Space. And he said, "That's what space. he said." Yeah. And I don't know what the heck that means. It means that they're not very close anymore. So, he said, "What did he said? Their lives were on two different paths. One because his brother is in line to be king, and." He's got all these royal duty things that he's got to stay on top of. And Harry, in his non-kingly position, can pretty much live his life however he wants to now. Right, but I don't think... But again, to that point, I don't think um, William's role has anything to do with it. Because, again, if Meghan wasn't there, I think they'd be fine. Meghan being but, there, would it? would they be best buddies and going and playing golf together? Okay, maybe not. But there wouldn't be space to this capacity had it not been for all that's gone on there, gone on. And really, it seems like when she got pregnant. Because they said before they announced that she was pregnant, everybody welcomed her. When they started think, realizing we're going to have a Negro baby. Not a Negro baby, yo. <laughs> Once they Woo! realize they're going to have a potential Negro baby, man or woman, I think that's when a realization into what they had, quote unquote, allowed to happen started to set in. And not just one Negro baby, that Negro baby might have more Negro babies. And so now the line is going to continue to be infiltrated Oh my God! with these Negro babies. And I believe that's what the crown saw and they're like what the heck did we do um as long as she wouldn't have had no kids i think they would have kept megan in her little box let her say a little bit later in life but kids kids change everything i don't know about that perspective like i feel mm, the the dynamic did change when they had kids. Well, when she announced that she was pregnant with Archie, mostly because they, I don't know, like that that's an interesting take, because at that point things were already starting to go bad. I think she said at the beginning of the interview, like eight months into the marriage, things had started to go bad, but then when she got pregnant 
things took an even worse turn because of, you know, all the things that you just mentioned. I would say, honestly, if, I mean, for what it's worth and what they've done in the past, if they hadn't wanted Harry to marry Meghan, it wouldn't have happened. And if it did happen, this would have still been the same result. He would have had to walk away from everything Mm -hmm. so that he could marry her. But I think, and we kind of talked, you said it before, one, she could pass, and two, and you can correct them if I'm wrong, but like her and her dad kind of had issues. And she, it's, and again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it seemed like from what I remember, like she kind of sided with them or kind of gave him the stiff arm because he was kind of out of pocket. He was out of pocket because he wanted to come out of the woodwork after being a crappy dad most of her life and then come and steal the shine. Him him and her stepsister, like they were wilding out the whole time before her and um, Harry got married. And the reason why Megan gave him the stiff arm is because he hadn't been a good dad. Like, right. and but, I think he's dead now. Oh. I think oh. he died. I don't know if that's a fact. We're just saying stuff. <laughs> I speak facts. You just said that you just killed no. somebody. So <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure he died. Oh, did um, she go to the funeral? No. No, I don't think so. Wow. Well, that's a whole different. But um, her sister, her stepsister, wrote like a book or a tell-all or something. Oh, no, he's still alive. Okay. I was about to say, dang, that's... But so, no, his health was bad. And so he he was in a point and I mm, mm. he was <laughs> mm. he was at a Say point that. in his life cuz his health was bad mm. that he was trying to make amends or yeah, fix things, things right. because he was sick. But a big portion of it also played into the fact that she was marrying yeah, yeah, a yeah. prince. And then her sister, you know, was also really vocal on, you know, all these things about Megan. Oops. All these things about Megan. Right. Um, and it was mostly just for spotlight. Like they weren't trying to add anything to the situation. They weren't trying to be helpful in the situation. Like they were stressing her out. They were telling all these things and a lot of it wasn't true. Like those people can go back to the gutter where they crawled out from, in my opinion. Like it was ridiculous. Okay, uh, so my point in that, and you've kind of made or agreed, but you, you gave a different perspective, and I'll take your word for it because I don't know much about that, uh, was that she was willing to do and make the sacrifices to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that is why they gave the okay for the marriage because they felt like she's someone we can control. She's yeah. someone that will accommodate what we want. And by all accounts, she did that. Mm-hmm. Almost to her detriment, or to her it detriment. It was to her detriment, yeah. Uh, and so I think she wanted, because of her love for him, she really, really, really wanted to work. And they were good with that. But once they started bucking, and then, like I said, when she had that I little think, black baby coming. But I also think, because even they brought it up in the interview, is how well she did on the Australian tour. Right. Um, obviously again, this isn't something that you would be super versed in. Um, at that point, her Diana and, um, Charles had been married. They already had William. So they had been married, I don't know, for a few years, 
but things were awful. Like they weren't speaking to each other. They were always arguing. He was spending a whole lot of time with Camila. Like it was really bad. And they went on this Australian tour and like she struggled because they had the baby with her. They had William with them, but because of all the stops that they had to make, there was not a whole lot of time for her to be with him. And they took a break from the tour so that she could go and see William. And she like got herself back together. And when they went back on tour, like baby turned it on. Like the cameras loved her. The people loved her. Like, and for what it's worth that little time on the tour, her husband loved her because they conceived Harry, um, on that tour. And that was when people really, like, people loved her before, but people really loved her after that. Like, she did an amazing job. And for what it's worth, after the tour, like, their marriage did improve for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Megan to have the negative press and all the things that were flying around her and Harry at, you know, before the Australian tour... Then for pretty much the same thing to happen um, for her. Um, and it really turned people more in her favor. Mm-hmm. Like that one, it was super eerie when they t- talked about it. But then at the end, of, and I guess not at the end of the tour, when the interview aired and she... It's when she was she started telling people that she was unhappy. Right. Like all of that goodwill, that good That's what I'm saying. Once she started bucking. Yeah. They they, they started to have they problems. They kicked out of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> <laughs> they would they weren't was living just, in Buckingham Palace. Play on words. Work with me. I know. Um, so I do want because they did say something about him losing all of his titles. Yeah, they said they had to return it to the Yeah, returning the royal duties. Like that's return a title, like stop. That's crazy. Um whatever. It's that portion's not super important, but I did see it there, so I wanted to look at the spot. And they took his like military jacket. That jacket was fine. But the thing about that, like I found that super disrespectful because Harry served two tours in Afghanistan. Like, again, like, he didn't have the same weight of being in line for the crown. So he had, I think, a pretty extensive military yeah. um, service. And for they were them just trying to, to shame because they raggedy. <laughs> like, they, it's, it, from all appearances, they've just been real disrespectful to them. And for the life of me, I can't really understand at this point, what the necessity of it was for. Because I, mean, I keep saying it. I don't think it's necessarily all about race. Now, race does play a huge factor into it, but it can't all just be about race. Like, I don't think that's... With the 70%. media, with the media, yes. I 100% think that a lot of the things that were published and a lot of the things that were said were because she was black. With the royal family and the royal staff or whatever you want to call those people, I don't think it was all just race. I think a lot of it was that she was she was more vocal. She wanted to buck the system or whatever. 
And Harry being who Harry is, he wasn't originally, he wasn't just going to shut his wife up and nor should he. No, I completely agree. And then when they figured out that they was going to be tripping the whole time and they said, we out of here then, you know, everything is boiled down to what it's boiled down to. Yeah. Um, I thought she said something that was, I thought really cool. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to spin it and steal it for myself shamelessly. Um, and it speaks to the production company that they have. Mm -hmm. She said, life is about storytelling. And, I find I found that very basic, but very profound. Profound. That's a great word. In this whole process, everything about this has been about a story that the British royalty wants to tell. And she talked about how the press would have parties and come to the house. Mm-hmm. So how can you be objective in your reporting when you're in bed together? Um, and so now they, their production company is one in which, and their deal with Netflix valued at, uh, over a hundred million dollars is that they're going to have docu-series. They're going to have the ability to tell their story and unrelated, but that speaks very highly of what Kobe Bryant was looking to do before he was taken was telling stories. And I think that is the avenue and that's part of what we do here is we're telling our story. We're taking what we hear, what we see, what we experience, and we want to share with y'all. We want you guys to come into our home. We want you guys to hear our opinions. But you don't have to change your opinion to agree with us, although I'm usually right. Um, But that is what life is about. And so I believe she got to a point where she has to look back and she's going to have to tell her children a story. Yeah. And what does she want that story to be? Does, I think, if, I mean, for what it's worth, even Harry, like he referenced many times, you know, knowing what his mom went through right. and for what and it's worth. Be, is there something about that? And I would be, if not, I would be very curious if something that they produce isn't his perspective on that era. I mean, there are documentaries. There are different things that you can go and watch about. But is he interviewed? Because I would like to know. No, but for what it's worth, William and Harry have never really spoken about their mom and the, you know, the situation around their mom. Um, And real quick, because he said he didn't want history to repeat itself. mm -hmm. And he, he, he did expound to say, with my mother, where they were constantly denied help and they couldn't get it. Yeah. So my point in that question, and I wasn't sure, is, has he told his story of what he saw? Because from what it sounds like, he was old enough to see and experience. And I would imagine that there was some communication between Diana and him where he said, my mom kind of knew this was coming and she took care of me. The So they were, William and Harry were old enough to, I mean, when their parents got divorced, I think William was like 13-ish. Like I, I could have the numbers wrong. But they were old enough, you know, to recognize there was stuff going on. Um, and obviously at that time, even though paparazzi is still a crazy thing now, Diana was one of the most followed, talked about people in the world. Um, 
and the harassment that she got from tabloids and paparazzi and the such um, was really bad. And she also struggled with bulimia. Um, and there, there were a lot of things for her within herself that she struggled with. So I think a big part of it for Harry is when, and he said, like when she came to me and told me, you know, that she was suicidal, like that took me to a really dark place. I hadn't been in this kind of place since, you know, my mom had died and obviously you as a spouse, like I can't even imagine what that was like for him to hear it and for her to have to tell him, yo, this life is so miserable that I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and so him, like, I don't know, because like, everything's in the Royal Archives. If you go, like, we don't have access to it because we're regular people, but, you know, the Royal Archives have a, has like a chronological history of everything that's happened in the Royal family. And I'm sure as an adult, he's gone and looked at some things um, they said that they didn't watch The Crown. I don't believe that. Like, no, they said they, they did. They said we watched they, episode, a few episode. A few episodes. Yeah. I mean, maybe they didn't watch it up until season four, but season four is when, you know, it's right when um, Diana and Charles gets married. It shows, I mean, and obviously this is fiction based on yeah. real life, but other documentaries that I've seen goes into a lot of detail about how bad their relationship was and how bad their relationship, and Diana. Mm-hmm, okay. how bad their relationship was from the very beginning. Charles didn't want to marry Diana. He wanted to be with Camila, but she was unavailable. So, and then they like pushed Diana on him. She was really young. She was, I mean, for what it's worth, she was really immature. Like she wasn't ready to be a wife. She had just been groomed right. into the society of, you know, in which they were in. Um, and so by the time they got divorced, she had become a woman, a young woman, but she was super powerful and she had a really big opinion on a lot of different things. And unfortunately, what happened happened and she died and that a lot of it was because after she and um charles divorced it was a really nasty divorce and then after it was finally settled the what is it the royal family the crown whatever didn't really have anything to do with her um you know she had to figure things out on her own which she was fine with because at that point she's like a mega star but the press that she received and just everything about her was so publicized at the time. Like they were saying that Megan was super saturated. So was Diana at the time. Mm. Um, and so for him seeing how everything was playing out because they couldn't get him to not marry her, obviously. And now at this point they can't control him. So for him seeing where their life is going, I'm sure it was probably really traumatic for him to think about what their future was going to look like if things had stayed the way that they were. Um, so again, I huge respect, big ups to both of them for making this decision. And again, I feel like doing it for the right reasons in that it wasn't about the money. This was simply about 
we want to tell our story because y'all been lying on us for so long. We got to take control of our lives. And at this point, we ain't got nothing to lose because y'all done kicked us out and stripped us of everything. Yeah, of everything. Um, so, I, again, just huge respect for them. I'm excited to see what they do going forward. I believe they said they're going to have an animated series on women empowerment. Is the first thing that they are creating with Netflix. So we're mm-hmm. definitely, it's already in production. Um, so I'm excited to see what comes of that. I believe these are two young people with great hearts. Uh, they've rescued chickens. <laughs> um, so that, that, I believe, speaks to who they are. And I'm sure that they have their issues and their faults. But it was a welcome introduction to them for me. I, like, I knew them, but I didn't know them. Like, I knew her as the girl from Suits. Uh, I knew he was a member of the royal family. But the sacrifices that they were willing to make for one another and the sacrifice they were willing to make for their children, I think is commendable. And she's Most definitely. Huh? I said most definitely. Um, So, you know, I'm curious to see. I believe there was something put out by Elizabeth today. I have not got a chance to read it. Uh, but I will be curious to see what happens with the royal family and how they handle this, whether they just ignore it, whether they respond to it, if they're peppered with questions going forward. Uh, and that's on that's on the news. And I expect them to do their job. But we'll see, you know, kind of what comes of that. But that was really all I had on it. Uh, <laughs> it was entertaining. I probably am not going to go watch The Crown. But you should. It's such a good show. Uh, I've got a lot of those. Uh, but no, uh, good time. And yeah. 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 Um, no, like, you know, like, again, it's really unfortunate that it had to boil down to where they are now. Um, because it didn't have to get this far. It didn't have to turn in this into this situation. Um, I think. You know, if Charles or William ever, whoever is next up on the throne, um, they really need to start evaluating the way that they treat each other as a family. Put the crown to the side and really do some self-reflection on just how they value each other and their lives revolve around this thing that could technically just be taken away from them. Um, I'm really, again, like you said, I'm really happy that Harry chose his wife. He chose his family. He chose, you know, to be the man of his home and protect his family. Um, I really think that it's great that Megan had a chance to clear her name because again, like I couldn't imagine if people were writing about me, the stuff that they wrote about her. Mm And continue to write about her, for that matter. Mm-hmm. It's been... Especially in today's era, when you can easily respond. Mm-hmm. Our former president, but Man. you know how quickly you Right. Can Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Like, there are so many forms in which she could have, you mm-hmm. know, spoken out about what was going on. And then they still choose to be respectful. Like, that, that says... Raggedy all... suckers. <laughs> that says more about their character... Than, than anything else. 100%. Because um, it, it's one thing to smile when people are smiling with you, but it's another thing to smile when people are just super nasty to you. Um, 
And so obviously I wish them nothing but the best. And yeah, that's really it for my take on this crazy interview and this crazy situation. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this Stop royalty it. edition of The Bond Chronicles. Um, again, like, share, subscribe. Um, we appreciate y'all. We love the feedback we're getting. We're getting views. We're getting likes. Um, it is humbling and it's rewarding at the same time. Um, again, we appreciate all feedback. We appreciate all of your support. Any pray questions? For us any as we pray topics? For y'all. Huh? Well, We'd be praying for these people. No, I'm we, joking. We pray for everybody. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, we do. We pray for everybody. No, we do. Um, but yeah, if you guys have topics or things, we try to stay in tune. Get my little TMZ notifications, my CNN notifications. Keep my ear to the ground um, at all times. Stay ten toes down up in ten the streets. Ten toes down. Um, <laughs> shout out to LT. That's in uh, our intro. Our intro music, yeah. But yeah, uh, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Have a good evening.